Hello, and welcome to the Divorce Woman's Guide podcast, where we talk about the things us divorcees are thinking, but not always talking about, as we turn our divorce into the best gift you've ever been given. And I do so with a little bit of sass and a whole lot of class. I am your host, Wendy Sterling, founder of The Divorce Rehab. I am here to support you in this transition phase of your life so you can start your new best chapter on your own terms. After all, that's what I did after my own divorce. And now it is my mission to change the conversation around divorce and help you see why your divorce, like mine, was the best gift you ever received. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Divorced Woman's Guide podcast. How are you guys doing today? As a reminder, don't forget to click on the subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. And you most definitely do not want to miss my conversation today with Jessica and TH, otherwise known as the ex-experts. Hello, ladies. How are you? Hi, everybody. Hi, Wendy. Thanks for having us. Of course. I am so looking forward to diving into our conversation today, which, you guys, it's going to be about Jessica and TH's story. And I know each and every one of you guys are going to see a part of yourselves, as we always do, in one another's stories. And what I can't wait for you guys to hear about is how it is that they went about their journey to come out on the other side stronger and better than ever. So before we dive in, I want to share a little bit more about you both with our audience today. So Jessica and TH are two best friends who happened to get divorced at the exact same time. Yay for us. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag winning. And although they had completely different experiences, they were lucky enough to have each other through it all. Rising from the lack of resources, support, and information during their separate journeys, along with the desire to help others maneuver through the process, they created the X-Experts online community. And ultimately, they are your reality check. They are an honest, encouraging, and positive space for everybody in any stage that you're at in your divorce. And while there isn't a quote-unquote right way to divorce, the ex-experts can help you find your way. So, ladies, I could not agree with you guys more. I felt like I was in the same boat five and a half years ago myself in terms of the right thing for me wasn't out there. And, you know, you're finding yourself reaching out to all these resources. So in order for us to better understand how it is that you came to create the X-Experts, each of you, please share with our audience today what your journey was, how it is that you guys wound up co-creating this amazing brand and business and community and how it is that it inspires you and keeps you guys going. I think we have to kind of start, like just rewind quickly, 25 years. My, I've been married twice and divorced twice. Yay me. My first husband and TH were actually best friends in high school. So TH and I originally met in college through him. And that's a whole other story. I, and another story. Just tell the story. We met at we met at a party, and I had heard all about her, and I was really excited to meet her. Clearly, she hadn't heard anything. She's about two me. years younger, right? So I'm a freshman. She's a junior. She comes, and I like go running up to her at this party, Halloween we party, we dressed the, up. We didn't go to the same college, so she was visiting for the weekend, and I go running up to her, and I'm like, "Oh my god, you're TH!" And she looks at me and is like, "Where, Where is Darren?" You? 
Right. And I go over to him later and I'm like, that's TH. What a bitch. So my side of the story is I didn't know who she was. I was drinking with my girlfriends. I was definitely a little off, but still this like stranger comes in my space. Like she's here. And yeah. And I was like, where's Darren? I I just, I'm sure I look just like this. (laughs) And I just, whatever. I didn't even know who she was. That, okay, from there, a couple years later, we had all graduated college. We were all living in New York City together and we'd had more interactions and we became really close. We were all like four best friends. Our husbands, TH and I, we got engaged within a month of each other. We got married within a month of each other. We did all the things, traveled. Our sons were born a week apart. Like oh we gosh. just, it was the four of us, right, for many, many years. And then 13 years into our marriages. So really at that point, I'd been with my with my ex for 18 years, 13 years into the marriage, within a week of each other, we found out that they'd both been having affairs and were covering for each other. So they would be telling us that they were going on guys trips and we'd be like, oh my God, okay. No, no, she would well, be like, oh my God, okay. And I'd just be told I'm going away. Because our, right, we had different marriages, right. but they would tell us they're going on guys trips. And then it turned out like they were really going away together with their girlfriend's places. So yeah. at the end of the day, needless to say, we started the divorce process literally at the exact same time. And I was 36, TH was 38. We were the first among the people that we knew to be getting divorced. Like it wasn't, I mean, despite the fact that the statistics of divorce are really high, we were sort of the first in our group. Our parents are both still together. So neither of us came from that. And we just really leaned on each other and relied on each other. We live in different states. TH is in New Jersey, in the suburbs of New York City. I'm in New York City. So her lawyer, obviously, is a New Jersey lawyer. Mine is a New York lawyer. I had an amicable divorce. TH did not. But even still, there were enough similarities and enough similar emotions and everything that we were going through. We both had really little kids that the whole time... We were just talking and going through all of the ins and outs and like getting stuck in the weeds together and learning from each other. Hey, my lawyer told me this today. Did you know this? And giving each other things to think about. And we recognized even back then how lucky we were to have each other because I always use the same analogy as having a new baby. You have a new baby and your friends are like, how's the baby? And they kind of just want to hear the baby's great. But your other friend who also has a new baby wants to know how many ounces it drank today and did it sleep through the night? And, you know, how many dirty diapers did you change? That was us during our divorces. We wanted to hear all of the details and we could listen to each other and support each other through that. And even back then, we would say to each other, we have to figure out a way to help other people like this. Because when you go online and you look for resources, everything is dark and scary and there's always an agenda. And it just was something that had been percolating for years. Yeah. And all of your firsts, like your first New Year's Eve and the first time you have to celebrate your, one of your kids' birthdays and it's like a, a weird situation or your first weekend, like we live close enough to each other that Jessica would come out. We do play dates with the kids. We made sure that neither one of us was alone on a weekend or whatever. We just, we just were, we just, kept each other company. You know, we were, we would just do stuff so that we would not get to a place of, you know, feeling alone because we weren't. And then finally, right. We had totally different careers 
And finally, right before the pandemic started, TH was like, I think, I think it's time. Like we, she's like, I'm still looking online and I'm looking at resources and there isn't anything out there. That's like what we've spoken about and we should really get it started. And so we really earnestly started developing X experts, which is an online platform, podcast, website, socials with the information and resources from vetted industry experts that we speak with and real life experts like all of us to be able to show people that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Divorce sucks no matter how you cut it. No one's going to say you're going to have an easy divorce. It's horrible and it's a mourning process and it's a huge loss and it's devastating. Mm -hmm. And if you have kids for a lot of people, yeah, we wanted to create a positive, supportive environment where people knew that they could go. There's no agenda to the information we have out there. If you want to know what kind of divorce options you have, you can go into the My Divorce section. If you have questions about your kids or your pets or co-parenting or conflict, you know, custody situations, there's the My Family section. You want to know if you should keep the house, what you're entitled to, or how to you know manage your finances after divorce. You're going to go into the My Wallet section. We've created it so it's really easy to navigate, color coded with bright, happy colors, so that people feel like there's a place to go. And then we also have the other side of it, which is the girl gang. Right. You know, we we have other real life experts like us who are just sharing their stories of what they wish they knew, you know, advice of how things are going now. And we, as we speak through our podcasts and interviews and everything else we do, we're learning every day and we share what we learn every day. There are tons of aha moments, especially you know, in developing X experts where I was like, wow, you know, I think I learned something new today. (laughs) I'm going to share that because I can't be the only one who needs to hear it. So it's been a platform for you to have the business guidance so that you can make educated decisions because you know, knowledge is power, but also for yourself, because when your divorce is over, then what's next? And we've got your back. We've lived it. So we get it. We're 14 years out now, which is like crazy, but awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. And, you know, what I think is so incredible is, you know, and some of the things that you guys just highlighted that I hope everybody listening is is hearing, right, is that you guys didn't do this alone. You chose one another, right? You chose an avenue that we were gifted one another. Yes, you really were. Honestly, like we got each other in our divorces. She was in your face for a reason that night. Literally. (laughs) And look how close we are now. (laughs) I know. Those of you listening, they're literally sitting in the same room next to each (laughs) other on chairs, shoulder to shoulder. But, you know, I want to ask you guys to kind of go back into that moment because so many of us, when all of a sudden we're faced with the fact that we know our marriage is over. Um, you know, for those of you listening, you know, my story as well. My ex-husband is now ex-husband also cheated and similarities in, in the vacation stories there, but, you know, going back to that moment and, you know, so many of us feel that sense of like world is falling apart. I don't even know where to start. So talk a little bit about, you know, what that process was for you guys in terms of, you know, where do you start first? Where do you guys advise your community members and, you know, sort of the, how, how is it 
what is it that you would say to yourself back then that you know now that you wish you had done differently in terms of like where you started that process? So I think what's really important about our website is that we meet people where they are. We meet you where you are and how you like to, you know, learn. So you want to listen to something, you want to read something, you want to just hear our voices, whatever that is. My story is that I was in an abusive, emotionally abusive marriage, and my marriage had ended way before I knew about the cheating. The cheating was my get out of jail free card because I could, I felt like it was a slow burn as I look back now. And I don't still understand the reason why I didn't get out sooner, but I didn't. And I have a great family, super supportive. I have amazing friends. I did have access to financial support. There was no reason that I can put my finger on as to why I didn't say I'm out, but I didn't. And the day that I got the call from her, I told her that she saved my life that day. So I was already ready to run. I was ready to fly. I I like all of a sudden I felt like me again. I was like, holy crap, where have you been? But I had an eight, six and four year old. So as much as I wanted to run, I have three children who have no idea of what's about to happen and how their lives are going to turn upside down. So we have different perspectives and different experiences and Jessica will tell you hers and it's very different, but you know, on paper, we look the same, right? Vacations and travel and like all that stuff. I know I call it the but Facebook facade, right? Yeah, it, it's, it, it is that. So please don't buy into it. And you're going to see a lot of pictures of us on our Instagram when we were married. And you're going to see the fake smile. Know that that smile for me was bullshit. I was bullshitting myself. I was, it was not real, but I was in survival mode. That's, that's all I can say. So, you know, our, like I said, our experiences are very different. And what I've done with that was first figure out it, how to get my kids settled. Like, what am I going to do for my kids? How am I going to tell my kids? Had nothing to do with me. Like my gift was you saved my life. I know I'm out now. I've got to address, you know, you know, the people who need me. And it's hard. I mean, we can go into more details of all of that, but it's it's a journey and it takes baby steps. And as much as our situations and our husbands are super, like couldn't be more different, the feelings are the same and, and the fear is the same. I think the fear is what connects all of us. Mm-hmm. And you're just afraid of different things, right. but we're all afraid of the unknown. What does this mean? Where do I go? I felt fine for me. I wasn't embarrassed. I could give a crap. This is his bed that he made, not mine. Like I'm I'm not on the same path that he is on. But I had to set a good example for my kids. And anyway, we can get, I can answer all those other questions, but that's where it started. And that's, you know, why X-Experts has a lot of different voices behind it because we all have a different experience, but there are certainly threads that connect us all. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I think a lot of people don't know how to handle and knowing that you guys had kids that were young. I mean, mine were seven and 10 when my ex and I separated, you know, is, is how do we share with our kids? How do we help our kids to navigate 
all of a sudden their world that they felt secure in comes crashing down. And how does that part weigh into how it is that we navigate the road? So can you guys share a little bit from your own personal experiences, how it is that you navigated your kids adjusting to this world simultaneously while you both are creating a new path for yourselves? I had a little, I mean, again, everyone's situation is totally different. My kids were two and four. My kids didn't know shit. They, I mean, they, what was life to them at that point? Like my daughter was literally not even two when I found out and kicked them out. So I feel like in many ways, as challenging and as hard as it is when your kids are really little, in so many ways, I feel like I had it so much easier. My kids know nothing else. My kids' whole lives, their parents have been divorced. So the, the custody situation, the going back and forth, that's all they know. I remember at one point when my kids were in elementary school, and I don't know how old they were, and someone had said something about, wow, it must be really hard for them. I'm like, I don't know. They don't know any different. This is literally what their whole lives have been. So I think I kind of got away a little bit easier that way. I think it was hard for me emotionally when they were so little and like, you know, doing stuff on my own. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm very close with, with my ex and he's a great dad. I mean, he loves his kids. He loves spending time with them. But look, the times that you have your sole custody when, you know, on the it's exhausting and it's a lot of heavy lifting sometimes when they're younger. I think that I was able to navigate it because I was lucky enough to have also a great support system around me. I had a very high pressured full-time career. So I already had a nanny and I had, she was with us and she's amazing. And I was able to still go to work. I think the fears that I had, even though I had a great job and this is probably, you know, relatable to a lot of women is like financially, what is this going to mean? And how am I going to pay my bills? And God forbid, God forbid, God forbid, you know, whatever. That was really the scary part for me. But at the same time, I was kind of like, also, I need to set an example for my kids. And even though I'm not the mom that takes them to school and I'm not the mom that takes them to the, you know, all their doctor's appointments and all their after school activities, like I was the mom who wasn't really around a lot because my job's hours were crazy. I felt like one day they're going to realize in retrospect that I wasn't around because I was working really hard to be able to give them a home and do the things that, that, you know, we're able to do. And I really feel like that has come to fruition. I mean, it's taken 14 years, but I feel like today my kids recognize like what I've gone through and, and what it took to get here. The age thing and how my kids transitioned and what it was like for them emotionally, I always say, I'm never really going to know how screwed up they are until they're adults in therapy (laughs) themselves. But right now they seem really well adjusted. And I think that it's because they really didn't have a lot to compare it to. I think seven and 10 and TH's oldest daughter, who was eight and people that I know whose kids are early to teens, those are the ages where I think the kids can build up resentment and have their own opinions. My kids had no opinion. They didn't even know. And in the very beginning, I didn't share custody initially because of Darren's living situation. So they, the kids were technically sleeping at mine every single night and his time, his nights with them was coming to my apartment and spending the evenings with them and then putting them to bed. I don't think my kids even realized for a while that he didn't live there. Right. Right. (laughs) 
So I had it, I had it easy in some ways. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, it's funny because I, so many people, and I, and I hope people listening are hearing this too, because so many times you hear people say like, oh, they're young, what's this going to do to them? And I always say same thing. Like I always say, well, if your kids are younger, you have the benefit of a lack of memory of you guys even being together. So they won't know any different versus. I, I also think that's true, but I really and truly believe that you are showing your kids based on how you act and how you react. I did not have the same level of mom guilt over my divorce that I think a lot of other people have. And that's okay. I'm not judging, but my kids grew up with it being very matter of fact. This is what our situation is. We're divorced. Daddy and I are better off as friends. We still love you. We'll still go to dinner together. We'll still be at the birthday parties. We'll do all the things together, but we don't live together. And it's better for us this way. I never like felt like I needed to apologize to my children for the fact that our marriage didn't work out and that we weren't happy and that, you know, we had lives to live too. Like, I feel like if you are raising your kids where you're constantly be, you know, the underdog and you're the victim and you're apologizing all the time and you're pointing Making out excuses. to your kids that they have it so much worse <laughs> yeah. than all of their friends whose parents are married, then I think that you're fostering that. Yeah. I did not foster that. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, I, I didn't either. Important. Yeah, I, I um, share, please. I mobilized for my kids. I mean, I... My, my oldest daughter was having like serious anxiety at night, not sleeping, migraines. That was new. And I took her to a neurologist. I was like, well, what if something's wrong in her brain? Like, you know, nobody writes a book. So everybody knows there's no, there are a million and one books out there. There are tons of people like us trying to guide you but no one's writing the exact book for your exact situation. You have to trust your gut. And I really did. And I just, if I made mistakes, I came clean. I was like, you know what? Because my older daughter, like she would overhear me on the phone or she overheard me on the phone. I only did that once because she called me out on it. And I said, you know what? That was, that was so, that was a huge mistake. Overheard you talking shit. Well, I don't know what I was saying, but it it upset her. It upset her. Yeah. And I said, you know what? You're right. You're right. So I did not do that again. And I just was like, ah, they can't hear. You know what? They hear everything. Kids hear everything. Oh, yes. They they see everything. They sense body language. They sense energy. I'm going to tell you a quick story. I just moved out of my home that I raised my kids in by myself for the last 13 years. I'm a sentimental stockpiler, which has been, the term's been coined and owned by (laughs) Jessica's trademark. Um, I keep literally everything. Okay. But these are pictures. Okay. So I didn't know what to do with the pictures that I had. Bins and bins. But but these are the ones of me and their dad. And so I went through them all and I was like, listen, I said to my older daughter, what do you want me to do with this? She goes, those aren't my memories. I don't really care what you do with it. That was my daughter saying that. I was like, wow, you're like amazing. I didn't even think of that, but I'm glad that she was able to voice that. So that's just like food for thought for all of you going through pictures, what to do. 
And then I, I went through also for myself and I was like, okay, well, I guess I was happy because I think that my smiles in these pictures are way better than the, they were for the last five years of my marriage. So I must've been happy. My, I, my younger daughter, who's two years younger said she like wants to keep everything. She's like, just like me. I love her the best. And then <laughs> my son who was four said, I don't remember anything. I just want one picture of all of us together so that I know that we were all happy. He was four at the time. So the picture he has, he's he's a little like pudgy thing, you know, they're now 22, 20 and 18. And so my 22 year old is the one who said these aren't my memories. And um, I, as a sentimental stockpiler, just moved into a new home with the most amazing man. And my wedding dress has been in storage all this time since 1995 years in this perfect (laughs) box. And I was like, but I love my dress. I I had the best wedding. Like, I don't care about anything else. All of my kids are like, get rid of the dress. And she's like, throw that shit out. You're spending too much time (laughs) on this. Don't deal with the pictures. Just get rid of it. Whatever, whatever. So I brought it in the house and my boyfriend's like, that's not coming in here, is it? I'm like, (laughs) I think it's time. It's got to go. So just be real with your kids. Be honest with your kids. You're only human. You're doing the best you can. If you make a mistake, own up to it. Hold them accountable for stuff that they do too. I think that that's kind of what I've always done with them. And we've hit a lot of bumps in the road. They've been upset about things that their father does. And I still won't badmouth him probably since that first phone call that I was called out on because he's going to make his own bed. We all make our own beds. And me saying something negative is a reflection on me. It's not going to do anything to make him like them, like him less and like me more. They're going to like me less. Yeah. So just, just trust your gut, like go and find a Jessica and just spew all the shit over there. (laughs) But in your home, be a lady be have self-respect and and just be the best form of you. And that's the best kind of parent that you can be. And your children will follow and see it. So yeah, that's my that's my that's my preaching moment. No. And, and I think you said so many important things. You know, what I just heard you say is that it's important for our kids to see us as humans. Right. And humans do make mistakes sometimes. And it's not, you know, who is it? Brene Brown, who says, you know, it's not about the fall. It's about how you choose yeah. to get up. Right. Yeah. It's about, you know, the rise. Right. Yeah. That's what I heard. And I'm all about fostering communication with our kids um, because, to me, that that was probably my most important lesson that I learned from my divorce was really my ex-husband gifted me with the self-awareness that my communication was crap and that it was something that I yeah. got to work on. And I also leveraged it as an opportunity to, con- to even further connect with my, I have two boys, to further connect with my boys even in those circumstances, like I remember there, I mean, I agree with what everything you guys said, my older son overheard a conversation that I had, I thought he was asleep, had been asleep for hours. No, he was not. Mm. He overheard things that he held in explains some behavior for those couple of months that he held it in. Um, and it, it's still, it's something that I think we all need to be more cognizant of, which is that, 
you know, if you are going to have those conversations, great. Make sure that your kids are nowhere in the vicinity, right? That they're not there. It's not that we're saying you're not allowed to have those feelings. We're just saying express them when they're truly not around. Instead of you're in the bedroom and they're upstairs or, you know, downstairs and you think that they don't hear you, they they actually do. And what I'm also hearing is that, you know, we also get to teach our kids that, it's okay to make a mistake as long as you own it, right? And 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 you move forward. So what do you do differently from there? So so what would you guys say, you know, cuz I always say like we are the greatest role models for our kids around, you know, resiliency and what is possible. So what would you say is is the lesson that you guys have taught your kids? Like if you could name one thing, what is your story taught your children? I think for me, it really has been resiliency and you control your own destiny, so to speak. I've been in, since my second marriage, I've been in a period of transition for the past year and a half. I just moved into my new apartment last week. It's been under construction for seven months and I've had to rent all these temporary apartments. And that's been at a time where I feel like my kids are old enough to understand what's going on. And that this has probably been the roughest time for me since my first divorce happened. And I feel like it's been, there have been some really hard times because, the, you know, it, it, I feel bad that my kids have, I've felt very unsettled over the past year and a half, not having a, a permanent home to like plant my flag. Right. And even though I've been working towards this apartment and getting it ready, it still doesn't take away from the fact that I've been in these temporary situations for, for a long time. And I think that my kids have watched me, I hate to say sacrifice, but sort of sacrifice to be able to get to where we are now. And so I do think that my kids have seen me like, I quit, I was worked in TV for over 22 years and I quit several years ago and, and, you know, transitioned in my career. And that wasn't a big deal. Like, I don't think for my kids at the time, but like, I think my kids have seen that I take responsibility for myself and for my life and I'm going to make it happen. And you can't just sit back and rely on other people and be, woe is me. That's what I think I've taught my kids. Like if you're not happy with something or, you know, things are going on, like you're the one that has the capacity to control it. So what are you going to do about it? I love that. You have the power of choice. You do. You do. 100%. I think mine is similar. I look at it in terms of relationships that that I've been in. I've dated a few people before I'm in this relationship now, as well as like friend relationships. You know, they're friends for different purposes. So my, my girls were like in middle school and high school, and now they're in college. And my son also is now just finishing high school. And the relationships they have with other boys, boyfriends, girlfriends, friends, like girls are vicious. And, you know, (laughs) now that they're of a certain age, I think they've seen me in my relationships. And what I've learned from my relationship with their father is that I can't fix people. You can't fix them. You can't control them. You can't tell them what to do. But you can decide what you're going to do with the information that you're given from that person. So my daughter has been in a relationship with this boy for a while, and she's kind of exploring whether that's something she wants to revisit again because she had ended it. And I literally told her the other day, I was like, listen, 
as long as you're getting everything that you need out of this, it's great. But if he's going to be control, like, I'm not sure he's going to change. But now her eyes are open that if he doesn't change or hasn't grown up in a way that works for her, then it's what is she going to do about it? Are you going to stay in it and sacrifice for things that are important to you? Or are you going to move on and say, you know what, this just isn't going to work. And that's professional relationships, you know, just friendships, sibling relationships and their relationship with their dad and their relationship with me. So that's something that I have been doing and focused on. And so that's what I think the lesson is. Yeah. And what I'm also hearing you guys say is ultimately what your kids are learning from you as well is what it looks like to be an independent, strong individual. Yes. I think that's a really important example that we have to set for our kids. Like, you know, to be perfectly honest, I mean, I think JJ and I have talked a million times about the the cheating and, you know, why people stay and, and, you know, whether or not they leave and why they stay longer than they should. And like, I mean, we both, we, we definitely stayed longer than we should. For me, when I look back, cause I really believe like everything happens for a reason and everything happens the way that it should. The truth is I probably just wasn't ready to really face the facts before it was like literally yeah, thrown in my I face. Agree. But at the end of the day, when people are like, well, you know, did you try to work it out? Or like, did you think I'm like, is that the example that I want to set for my kids that it's okay to be in a relationship where someone is unfaithful to you and you're just going to stay and say, okay, and try to work it out. Like I didn't want my daughter to see that. I certainly don't want my son to think that that's okay. I don't know what their relationships are going to look like in the future. That's probably the one uncertainty that I have mm-hmm. that makes me worried yeah. or scared moving forward. Like, I don't know how all of this is going to impact them and whether or not they're going to be able to find healthy relationships. However, I do know that I have shown them that if you're in a situation that you're not happy with and you don't feel like you're being treated the way that you should be treated, then you can get the hell out. They don't know how much longer I'd been in it or like, you know, whatever was going on before that. But I'm glad that I set that example because I don't I feel like I don't want my daughter to think it's okay to be with a guy that cheats on her. Right. Yeah. Well, and to stand in the power of using your voice. And, you know, explaining to them what is okay to tolerate and what isn't, right? Like as human beings, we all make mistakes. You know, my ex and I did not have an amicable divorce in the beginning. We are now very good friends, very good, very good co-parents. And my kids have also gotten to see how relationships can also evolve, right? How they can evolve from being tumultuous and they knew that their dad and I just did not Things were not great. I never badmouthed, but anytime we were around each other, they could feel the energy. So we tried to not be around one another as much as possible in the beginning. And, you know, but at the same time, we also want our kids to feel like, you know, this is real life. You know, I, I have been bold enough to say that I believe that kids of divorce are actually more resilient to changes in the world a lot earlier in their life because they don't have a choice versus 
kids that are, you know, that have parents that are still married, like they're not necessarily being presented with the same type of circumstances. And, you know, as you were saying, Jessica, like having to move multiple times, like that could destroy somebody's world versus now, like my kids have moved, their dad has moved twice. And, you know, I'm still in our family home, but they've moved with their dad twice. And they're like, yeah, whatever here. we, And they're about to move a third time, right? right. <laughs> with their dad and his new wife. And so it's like, their resiliency to just kind of move with things are like, okay, well, now I know how to do this. And versus other kids that are like, whoa, how right. do I do this? Yes, I so, agree. Well, that's yeah. why X experts, honestly, our tagline is we've lived it. So we get it. You don't get it if you haven't been through it. And we understand that. And people have come up to us, you know, many times and, and say things that's coming from a good place, but it's just, it's just not the right words, right. not the right time, right? But it, but it's still coming from a good place. So that's why, like, creating this platform and and building the voices of divorce, we get it. We all get it. Wendy gets it. Jessica, me, and and forty two percent of the people out there have been touched by divorce directly, indirectly, whatever, and and get it in different ways. And so. You know, we're here to support you and give you the information so that you can make, you know, the best choices for yourself, for your family, and just give you things to think about. It may not all apply to you, but it might spark something in you. And you're like, you know what? I think I did that. I'm not, I, you just like, that was my aha moment. Or I should do that. Right, right, right. right. Or that's the solution I've I was meaning for. you did something bad. Yeah. Not, yeah. <laughs> well, you guys, this has been such a wonderful, like, I, I just feel like it's like girls chatting over coffee. This has been a really totally. fun conversation. And I'm so appreciative of your sharing of both of your stories and your candor and your honesty and obviously the work that you're doing. So I would love for you guys to share how our audience can get in touch, where they can find you guys. Well, our website is xexperts.com. It's spelled out E-X-E-X-P-E-R-T-S.com. And you can actually find pretty much everything within the website. I mean, the website has links to all of our podcast episodes. It has an article that accompanies every podcast. So for people like me who are not podcast listeners, you can find the information in written content. You can save it, download it, share it, send it to other people. (laughs) We have the transcripts of every podcast also on the website. People who are looking around on social media and want tips and resources and quick nuggets are Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. All of our social accounts are at X experts, also spelled out. Um, and our podcast is called Divorce, etc. And we cover all of the topics that fall into the categories that are on our website. So, you know, divorce legal stuff, family and custody stuff, financial stuff, stuff about your actual stuff and your assets and yourself, which is a hugely important part of it that, okay, so now you're divorced and now what? There's a lot that comes into it at that point. And then we have another little fun section on our website called X-Rated, which is all of our favorite things, right, that we think can benefit people who are going through the situation too. So you can find us pretty much anywhere you're looking for us. Wonderful. Well, I am so grateful to have had the opportunity to meet and speak with you both. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for the opportunity. We really appreciate it. Of course. And everybody tuning in. Oh my God, what a great episode. I really hope that you saw a piece of yourself, a piece of your story, some of the same emotions that Jessica, TH, and I have been talking about. I hope that you saw 
in us, what is possible on the other side, and you got some nugget of information to help you navigate wherever it is that you guys are in your divorce process. I am sending you all so much love, light, and joy. I will see you guys in next week's episode. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Divorced Woman's Guide podcast. If you like what you hear, please share this episode with someone you know or spread the word on social media. This is how I reach more divorcees around the world and provide them with the support they need to create their next best life. And I would also love to continue the conversation with you. So please friend me on Facebook, join my private Facebook group, The Divorce Rehab, and follow me on Instagram at Divorce Rehab with Wendy. I'll see you next time. 